0: Hello, and welcome to episode 11 of the Disney Park Princess Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Sharla
1: and Heather. Hey, ladies. Good morning. Hello. Hi. I just did a kind of a double take when you said episode 11. I can't believe it. I know. We're into the double digits
0: now. Kind of incredible. And for episode 11, we have our first ever guest, which I'm super excited about. Yes, me too. Yeah.
2: It's really exciting.
0: Yeah. So Carrie Hayward is our guest today. She is the author of uh, Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. It is an ebook and a print book, um, and she's been doing it for about ten years now. And uh, she's fantastic, and the book is fantastic. So really looking forward to talking to her. But first of all, welcome back, both of you. Oh,
2: feels good. I know it doesn't. I still want to be in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> It was so quiet here last week. I missed you both so much. Oh, I missed you
1: guys. <laughs> I know, it's it's uh it's always interesting when we have to travel separately. I know. <laughs> it was very
0: strange. Yeah. T- yeah, typically when we travel, we're at least one of us is with the other one at some point, which Uh-oh. speaking of which, Charles and I have a trip coming up. We'll be being yeah, I know, <laughs> we're leaving soon, <laughs> but yeah. Uh but that's okay. After that one, the next one, the three of us, right? Yes. All together, all for yes. one and one for all. I love it. All right, so let's talk about Disney news because a little bit, you know, it was Thanksgiving week. Well, you know, we were gone, and we thank you to our listeners for who were patient with us while we took a week off of the podcast. Um, and hopefully if you're a Patreon supporter, you heard our extra, you know, I just did a quick little extra for for Patreon listeners last week so they could have a, a little bit to, to keep them going during the gap. But uh, uh, so we had some Disney news, nothing too, too exciting, not usually a big news week. But uh, Sharla, you were saying that they announced the name for that new hotel that's going up near Wilderness Lodge, right?
1: Yeah, the, the hotel that's going in between Wilderness Lodge in Fort Wilderness, and we've we've known it was a um, nature-inspired resort, which um, we didn't really know what exactly that means yet. But right now, they're going to call it Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge. Hmm. So it's interesting. Um, I have feelings. Name? Yeah, <laughs> I liked it better. I think when I liked it better when they were gonna name it D- Disney Discovery Lodge, which was the rumor. Um, I kind of liked that name better than. I don't know. It sounds like, you know, how they have all the, um, the colons now after words like Alani at Disney Resort and Spa yeah, <laughs> or something like that. And so this is Reflections at Disney Lakeside Lodge. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. It's a lot to say. So
0: they released some concept art for it and I'm going to say it. I don't like it. I don't like the look of it. It looks, oh, it, it, for, for something that is supposed to be so nature inspired, it, it looks, it's very modern looking. Um, it does not look particularly, I, I mean, again, this is just concept art. Um, so we don't know exactly what it's going to look like. Although historically, um, the resorts do look very close to whatever the con- the released concept art is. So I, this is probably very much what the resort is going to look like. And I'm sorry, but you know, it looks like, uh, I don't know. It does not look very Disney to me. It's, it's not particularly unique looking. Um, it's not particularly nature-inspired looking. So I don't know. I guess I'll reserve, you know, final judgment until it's actually built. But based on the concept art, I'm not super excited.
2: I'm just unclear as to why we need another nature-themed resort right next to the two other nature-themed resorts.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure they have done extensive surveys and run some numbers and all the stuff that we're not privy to. But... I- I agree with you guys that I don't, I don't love it, but again, I'll reserve judgment and I don't understand the need for it either right there, but um, yeah, it is what it is. And I'm sure it will be beautiful. Yeah. And we'll love it when, when it's out, but. yeah, I am happy that they're doing something with the space because
0: river country has been sitting there abandoned for a very long time now. Um, so it, it, you know, I, I'm glad that they're doing something with the space. Um, but I just, I'm just, you know, I don't know. I, I, right now, the the only piece of concept art, to be fair, that we have is of the giant sort of portico mm-hmm. entrance. Um, so, you know, maybe the rest of it's more interesting or unique looking. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Uh, other news. Uh, speaking of new hotels, the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs, which is the new very, um, very high tower that they've been building at Coronado Springs. Uh, reservations are now open for booking. Um, so they are open on November 27th, which is uh, when you guys are going to be hearing it. It'll already be open. So, cause you'll guys will be hearing this on the 28th. So today's the 27th. You can now make reservations. Um, again, tower's not even done yet. So <laughs> not really sure what we're going to think about that, but uh, looking forward to the rooftop
1: lounge, I think that's going to be up there. Yeah. And I would say, I don't know that I would make reservations for like the first month or so that you are that you can just in case of delays then you don't have to be scrambling at the last minute but um yeah it it looks like an interesting place I think it's going to be something good for Coronado yeah Yeah.
0: absolutely Coronado being sort of a convention-based hotel they definitely needed the space you know so always exciting Uh, and then also I found this one a little surprising and yet not am I crazy or did the Walt Disney World Railroad like just reopened after a very lengthy refurb.
2: Am I crazy? I don't even know.
0: I don't know either. I feel like it has not been open very long after being closed for I think almost a year. <laughs> um but anyway, oh, it's closing well, again. Okay. So, if you if you if you blink and you missed it uh due to the Tron construction. So, I can't even be mad about that cuz I'm so excited about Tron Guys, based on what Heather Tron has told is me amazing, about it. It's amazing
2: and I don't care what they have to do to get that in the Magic Kingdom. It's it's mind-blowing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not even complaining about this one. Um, But it's a good sign if they're starting to, uh, you know, shut down attractions to make room for the construction. That means it is full steam ahead. So super excited about that.
1: Uh, That was a nice train pun (laughs) I
0: snuck snuck that in. I wasn't sure anybody would notice. You know I'm always going to get a good pun. You're you're, good good for the puns. I appreciate that about you, Sharla. I do. All right. And today we would like to extend a very special – Disney Park Princess, welcome to our first ever guest, Carrie Hayward. Carrie is the author of the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. Uh, she has been doing this for over 10 years now. She is also the host of the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings podcast. She has a blog. The book is available both as an ebook and in print. It is fantastic if you have not seen it. Um, and she has the most gorgeous pictures and tons of information. So if you are getting married or just wish you were getting married, (laughs) just like reading about weddings, you should absolutely have this book. I've been married for over 20 years and I keep trying to come up with um, just reasons why I should get to renew my vows because the book is just so beautiful and has so much good information in it. So Carrie, thank you so much for joining
3: us. Thanks so much for having me.
0: We are so excited to have you. All right. So because there are so many of us, because we have three hosts on this podcast, we've each come up with a couple of different questions that we want to talk to you about. um, And you've had a chance to look at them. So I think we're just going to get right into it. Uh, Charlotte, why don't you start with yours?
1: Okay. Hey, Carrie. Thank you for being our first guest. Um, Okay. So my first question is, let's just assume that I've just gotten engaged and I want a Disney wedding. So what is the very first step I need to do to plan this Disney wedding?
3: Okay. So I would say, listen to my podcast episode entitled First Steps for the Newly Engaged. (laughs) And I will give you a preview of what that, it's actually four steps. The first one, which sounds insurmountable, but I'm gonna help you break it down, is decide whether you can afford a Disney wedding. So that means looking at the, if you're talking about Walt Disney World, looking at the three different types, they have memories, which is just for you, the couple and four guests. They have escape, which is for up to 18 guests and the couple, and then they have wishes, which is not a package, it's completely customizable, but it has a set of minimum expenditures that you must meet. So it's the most expensive, but the most customizable. So when you go through that, I have um, in my book, Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, I have a self-calculating budget. And what I always recommend people do is put in just estimates at the beginning of what they think they'll spend on the certain, on, you know, the ceremony fee on food. And you can get these if you're a member of, there are many uh, message boards and Facebook groups devoted to Disney's Fairytale Weddings and girls and guys, brides and grooms post their basically their budget of their wedding. And so you can find out how much Disney charges for chairs or what the fee is for the venue that you want. Or you can find these also in my book. You plug them into the self-calculating budget in the ebook and it shows you exactly how much the wedding is going to cost, exactly how much tax and service charge you're going to pay to Disney, and then any other costs that are not going to apply to the wedding. So, you know, things like your dress and the vacation and things that don't, that don't count toward what Disney needs you to spend. So that's a great way to find out because when I was starting, I didn't even know if I could afford a Disney wedding and Disney wouldn't give me real numbers until I signed a contract. And I wasn't gonna sign a contract without knowing how much I spent. So I created a spreadsheet and it became this self-calculating budget. The other three parts of the first steps that you need to take will help you figure out also whether you can afford it. So the next thing is to pick a date and Date, the actual date, like if you picked Valentine's Day, unless you pick a holiday, like actual Christmas, actual Labor Day, the price is not gonna change based on the date, but the day of the week will help determine the price if you're doing wishes. That, again, is the most customizable one. Then number three is estimate the number of guests you're going to invite. And most people, I know I felt this way when you first get engaged, you want to invite everybody and then you start finding out how much weddings cost and you realize the fewer people you invite, the cheaper your wedding is going to be. (laughs) So if you can estimate how many people you are going to invite and then how many will come, because usually maybe 75% of the guest list actually shows up. It can be more or less. Some people are all gone home for a destination wedding. Other people are like, that's across the country. I can't go. And then when you figure all of that out, you get a rough idea of you know, when you want to have it, what day of the week, how many guests, where you want to have it. You call Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. And the phone number for that is on the website. It's the main Clearinghouse number. So, you're not going to be speaking to an actual planner or a sales consultant. You're basically speaking to an operator. So, all you want to tell them is your estimated date, your estimated guest count. If you know them, what venues you want, you don't have to know it at the beginning. But do not ask these people any questions because they have in the past had the tendency to give out misinformation or tell people they can't have certain things that they want, break a few hearts. And it's not true. You actually can do pretty much anything that you would ask them about. So don't get too involved with this step. Just leave your information and then you will be assigned a sales consultant. And that person is the person you can start asking your questions of, who's going to get you set up with your venues and your contract and everything you need to get started. That's,
1: uh, that sounds great. And it sounds like they will take the all of the effort out of it which is very nice
3: (laughs) Um, yes yeah once you have the sales consultant you're set
1: (laughs) and so then my next question is um, if I want to get married inside of a theme park what are the options that they provide I do know that they have just opened it up a little bit more but tell us a little bit about that
3: yeah, so the, for a long time, basically your only viable option has been Epcot because World Showcase opens later than the rest of the park. So you can have a morning ceremony at any of the countries around World Showcase and be done before guests come in. Now, they have always had options to get married pretty much anywhere inside Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, but they aren't very popular because you have to wait till two, two and a half hours after the park closes. So I remember there was a spectacular wedding over 10 years ago that was in Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom, but they had to have their dinner at Animal Kingdom first after Animal Kingdom closed and then have their Magic Kingdom wedding in the middle of the night. Now they do... Currently, have some more viable options for Magic Kingdom ceremonies. There is the Magic Kingdom train station, which is the less expensive venue, and then there is what they call the East Plaza Garden, which is one of those newer, in the last couple of years, um, areas that they made for fireworks viewing, where the roses are and their fountains. So you can get married at either of those Your ceremony actually starts sometimes right before the park opens, so there will be park guests, but they rope it off. It's not like people can walk right up to your guests or anything like that. Um, And I interviewed a a woman who was married in the East Plaza Garden just in the last couple of months, and she had a lot of great information about, you know, what are the restrictions, what can you do, can't you do, because Magic Kingdom is the most restricted venue there. But if you want, you know, the tree of life in Animal Kingdom, if you have the money for the ridiculously expensive lighting package, go for it. If you have an idea in a park, maybe not Epcot, maybe not Magic Kingdom, but if you love a certain area of Animal Kingdom or Hollywood Studios, talk to your sales consultant about it because there are a lot more options than people know. And sometimes there are things that even Disney hasn't thought of, but if you can get park management to approve it, you can use it.
1: Awesome. So I think that leads right into Sarah's first question. So why don't you go yeah, ahead and that, Yeah. So, all right,
0: Carrie, I know you saw it and I know a lot of us saw it. The Freeform special uh, that Disney did recently about Disney fairytale weddings and honeymoons. And it was, you know, some of the most elaborate weddings I've ever seen. How do I get that wedding? Can I get
1: that wedding? <laughs> Do you have a dollars? <laughs> let's assume I don't. <laughs> uh,
3: let's say that the that the operative word in that show is fairy tale. Uh it's the weddings that they show on that show are it's a little bit frustrating to a lot of past and current Disney brides and grooms because they show stuff on that TV show that people have actually asked about and been willing to pay for and been turned down and they will do it for the show. But then in real life, when people call them up, they basically just want you to get married at the wedding pavilion and have your reception at the grand Floridian and anything beyond that, you know, like the parks, there are options there. There are a lot of standard options that they're used to doing, but a lot of times because it requires park permission and it's not just something Disney's fairytale weddings can book, There is a lot of back and forth, and often couples are turned down for some of the exact things you see in those shows. So that's a bit frustrating. Like Hoop-dee-doo Review, you could never close Hoop-dee-doo Review and have your reception there. I guess unless you buy out the entire evening's worth of tickets. Like working restaurants, they're not going to shut down just for you. But they have a lot of other beautiful options. And I think that's the idea is that these shows get you interested and then you call them and they're like, well, you can't do that. But how about this instead? And hopefully there is an option there that you do like. But a lot of that, you know, I actually interviewed a woman who was on the first Freeform special. And so much of what she got was surprise upgrades and little bonuses and and things that Disney doesn't really provide for. Got it.
0: So not necessarily something your average bride or groom is going to have access to, even if they do have the budget. Mm. Right, right.
3: But, you know, you you can get married in front of the tree of life. That's become really popular since that episode came out. And the thing about that is that when you then start to research it, you find out that, you know, it has the same venue fee that any venue in a park would have. But they think you need to have a lighting package that costs $15,000 in order to wow. have your ceremony I don't know. It could be that you could negotiate it down if you're like, well, there are only twenty of us. We don't need to light up the whole front of the tree. Could we do a five thousand dollar lighting package? It could be that the park would negotiate with that on with you on that. But again, it's one of those things where you call up and you're like, I'll take the tree of life, please, and they're like, okay, great, give us. You know, $20,000. Okay.
0: All right. I'm throwing an extra question in just because it occurred to me and I'm sorry I didn't put it on the list, but I want to know. So given all of these <laughs> negotiations and contracts that have to be signed and how far in advance do you recommend planning a Disney wedding?
3: It just depends on which type you want. So memories collection and escape collection, those are the two package weddings and they're super easy for Disney to plan. And you are, you can start, you can book them at 10 months out. So you could call them a Earlier than that, like 12 months out, but they can't really do anything for you. And they'll even tell you, you know, call back when you're closer. You can't really start doing anything until 10 months. Wishes, you can book at 12 months, but you can start talking to them at 18 months out. So is it 18 months? Yeah, I mean, uh, they'll start talking to you, but there are certain things that they just can't. The prices might change by the time you sign up. Um, is, minimums might change. So there are certain things they just can't really tell you if you're too far out. I think most people start planning about two years out. And so that's where my book comes in because I have suggestions of things that you control that you can work on until you're able to start working on Disney.
0: it. Fantastic. Thank you. All right. So my second official question was what do you recommend spending the bulk of your budget on? Like if you're really going to get the most out of a Disney wedding – where should you put your money? Is it in the venue? Is it in the food? Like, what do you think?
3: Well, I feel terrible saying this, but it really depends on what you <laughs> want. And I say that because I have spent the last six years interviewing brides and grooms, and all of them have different priorities. So I suggest that you look at your top three priorities and focus on those. So that might be photography. Like, the only thing you have left after the day is your photos and or your video. So you're going to put the bulk of your money into that. For a lot of people, it's food. They want to really impress their guests with how fantastic Disney food can be, especially if they have guests who are like, oh, great, Mickey's going to marry you. and We're going to eat popcorn and peanuts. So a lot of people focus on food. Uh, For some people, it's decor. I find most of the couples I interview say, I didn't care about flowers at all. But then once in a while, you find somebody who's like, flowers were everything, and they just go totally over the top and have these gorgeous weddings. So I hate to say it depends on what you want, but figure out maybe the top two or three things, and that way you'll know what you can save money on or what you don't have to spend millions of hours DIYing because you just don't care about it. it. (laughs)
0: Thank you. All right, Heather, I know we should say that Heather has a cold. She's not feeling very well. She sounds a little froggy, so um, if she's being really quiet today, that's why, but Heather had a question. Go ahead.
2: Yes, I'm sorry, guys. I just, I sound ridiculous, but my question is, um, you know, if you're going to get married at Walt Disney World or maybe Disneyland or Disney Cruise Line, what are, is the most or some of the most surprising locations that you can choose to have your ceremony or your reception that maybe a bride hasn't thought about?
3: Okay, so I'm a little jaded on this one because I know about all of the locations. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm be like, eh, whatever. Um, I would say to me, the most unusual one and the one that I haven't seen yet, I think there's one couple who either just did it or they're about to do it is at Disneyland you can actually have your ceremony on the Mark Twain riverboat to me that's pretty amazing <laughs> that's fun yeah that sounds awesome. but you know for some people it could be the castle unusual locations again I would say Animal Kingdom especially since DHS is under so much construction right now There are a lot of nooks and crannies and areas that they can make work if you ask about it. So one that I interviewed a couple of few years ago, and I haven't seen many weddings done there since, is the Boma platform on the safari ride at Animal Kingdom. If you have a really small group, I think the max guest count is like 16 or 20, you can have your wedding out there in the morning and you ride the safari vehicles out there and it's pretty cool.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's pretty awesome. That's the platform they
0: use for like the Wild Africa trek lunch, you know, that they have following the trip.
2: Oh that's but imagine
0: getting married with
2: giraffes behind you. That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's
0: pretty cool. I always love the I always love the wedding venues that go a little more like, you know, a Tower of Terror, sort of haunted you know, I think those are
3: kind of amazing.
2: What do how many people do we think are going to be getting married at Galaxy's
3: Edge? Dozens, I'm sure. Uh, if they open it up, I mean, they still haven't opened up avatar land. Sorry. I know it's called something else. Pandora. <laughs> they haven't opened up Pandora to um, special events yet. And it's been a year. I think you can now do a reception inside the Satui canteen canteen. I don't know if that's how you mm-hmm. pronounce it, okay. but that's right. That, uh-huh. Yeah. But that's like the first thing they've been letting anyone do. You still can't do even bridal portrait sessions oh. in Pandora. So, and that they say, I think is due to copyright oh. or something.
0: Interesting. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. So a uh- All right, I'm throwing another question in at you just because you led right into it. Are there any venues that are strictly off limits that it's just, it's never going to happen? Or at least not for a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: You know, they always show you these ones on the specials that are directly in front of the castle and the castle is closed down. They do say that they have one now where if you spend a minimum of $180,000, you can have an after hours event in front of the castle. But for many years, that has been not truly accessible unless you want a wedding through a contest or something so uh let's see what ones are you never going to be able to do well one thing you really can't have a wedding reception inside Magic Kingdom this might change apparently in the upcoming Freeform special they're going to have a reception for the first time inside be our guest I see a lot of questions about that and that's another case where it's a working restaurant it has to be open to day guests they can't shut it down for your reception now maybe the park will become more amenable to this after the special happens and a million couples call up and ask Disney if they can have their reception and be our guest. So right now, that's probably the most popular unattainable location.
0: Interesting. Okay, great. Do you guys have any other questions for Carrie? <laughs>
1: oh, I, so many, but <laughs> we only have a limited time. Um, I guess my, my next question would be, and this is all speculation and I'm sure you don't even necessarily know, but since Disney will own Star Wars and they won't, then they do not own um, Avatar. They just own some rights to it. You think that would have anything to do with how soon they can get permits for Galaxy's Edge weddings?
3: I would hope so. I think a lot of it though is more about park operations. Like the park team just doesn't want to open that can of worms yet. They need to have at least a year to figure out, how it works with crowds and how long is, it would take to clear the place so that they could then start setting up for an event. The other thing that sort of gives me pause is right when they signed the, where, when was it? Just a couple of months ago, this edict came down from legal that suddenly Walt Disney World's pastry teams could no longer do Star Wars themed cakes, even though Disney owns Star Wars because of intellectual property or blah, blah, blah. That seems really counterintuitive to me. So I am a bit worried that they might have a similar thing in place with doing events in the new Star Wars section of the park. Sure. Wow. Interesting.
0: Okay. All right. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. Now tell our listeners, where can they follow you? Where can they find your book and, you know, everything they need to know about you?
3: great thanks so my book is available at fairytaleweddingsguide.com and you can purchase it as an ebook that is an interactive pdf where you just put in like i said all of your prices and things you expect to spend and it's going to tell you exactly how much your wedding will cost it also has 200 pages of information detailed information on the costs for all three types of weddings at walt disney world and you can follow me at disney wedcast on instagram and twitter and that is the Handle for my podcast the disney wedding podcast and every week i interview brides and grooms vendors i do shows that break down the different types of weddings and how to do certain things like how to save money on your bar or how to save money on transportation so that it goes hand in hand with the book to elaborate you know extra details finer details about the planning process for walt disney world
0: weddings great thank you so much thank you
1: thank you carrie
0: Thanks so much. It was really
3: great chatting with you.
0: Uh, All right. So thanks so much again to Carrie Hayward for joining us today. That was a fantastic interview. All right. Who
2: else wants to get married? Me. (laughs) Let's all have a Disney wedding. Copley Copley has his tuxedo on already.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Poor Justin when he hears this, Heather. You know, no pressure.
2: Uh, that's great. He's just now. I'm gonna get a phone call this week and be like, um, "What? What do I? What? What are you telling me?"
0: <laughs> Look, no pressure. But you're the only one of us who's not actually married, so you
2: know. Tick-tock.
1: Yeah, but you know, Sarah, they do do they do have vow renewals. So true. You you can yeah, do that. you get on
2: that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have that's already
1: true. promised my vow renewal to my husband who um, wants to have a vow renewal at the Taco Bell Chapel in Las Vegas. Oh come on, Will. <laughs> Because apparently this is a thing, um, but you know. Oh, he's classy all the way.
0: Uh, he is, he is. Fantastic. All right, Sean, I guess that leaves you if you're listening, honey. Uh, yeah. You know, no pressure, but you know, it, it will be 25 years in a few years. So, so you know, we
2: let's get started. We have to start planning.
0: Yep. Time to save up, time to start planning. Yep, okay. Ready to do it. All right. So uh, that concludes this week's podcast. Uh, coming up, what do we have next week? Oh, next week, Heather, you're going to be telling us all about your cruise.
2: Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. So please listen because this is quite honestly one of the coolest experiences I've had.
0: Yes. The pictures look fantastic. So I'm really, really, really excited.
2: I'm ready to go back and I think we should all go together and do a Rhine River cruise. That is awesome. All right.
0: Let's go. All right. So, And this week we're uh, going to be recording. We haven't done it yet, but um, we're going to be recording, of course, an extra for our Patreon supporters. Uh, So if you support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess at the $5 or above level, you get extra content. So uh, we do an extra, you know, five minutes or so that you can listen to every single week. So this Week, we're going to be talking a little bit more about like if we could do our disney dream weddings what would we do no budget just no budget if you could do it anywhere what would you do so that's coming up soon i know start thinking ladies because i just sprung <laughs> this on them they didn't know that's what we were talking no about. i just surprise! looked up
2: and i'm like oh that's what we're talking about okay well good thing i know it's fine <laughs> that's what we're talking about that's right surprise
0: uh so please support us on patreon every dollar goes towards our you know hosting fees and the production efforts of this podcast we appreciate you so so much because it really just frees us up to be able to focus on creating great content for you guys uh you can check us out on our website disneyparkprincess.com you can follow us on twitter on instagram and on pinterest all of those links are on our website so thanks so much and we'll talk to you next week
2: bye bye